Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 121 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts. Tony. And I am Lou, and we are sorry that we've been gone for so long. It's been, it's been very, like five weeks. It's, yeah. It's five terrible. Weeks. It's five weeks since we did our time. last podcast. We have a lot to talk but about. But you know what? Though. It's a new year. We've all been busy. We've all been sick. And uh, and now we're we're still busy, but we're not sick anymore. Right. I would like to remind people that this episode of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to you by Yumbly, where you can search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! I am so very hungry. Feed me, please. <laughs> what accent was that? I, I don't know. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot, a lot. to talk about. And some There's things we're going to talk about a lot. <laughs> so there yes. you go. Um, do, do we have any listener mail that's we not specifically have... related to things we're going to talk about later? Yes, but I will read all the mail, and okay. then, and then we'll address we're going to talk about later, I will say we we're going to talk, talk about, about that, that later. later. Yeah, Good idea. Um, Oliver posted. Uh, he has a comment. Also happens to be his current Facebook status. Here's the thing about these standalone Star Wars flicks, which we will talk about later. <laughs> That's right. Um, if they're not original trilogy or sequel trilogy, then they're a little more than fan fiction. Fiction. Yes, put fanfic, fiction. But fanfic. Yeah, fan fiction. Uh, you're yes, saying we'll, something we'll, bad when I say fanfic. Right. We'll address that later. Um, Gene has asked if we've seen the new show, The Americans, or the new Kevin Bacon show. The following. And we will talk about both of those later as yes. well. Uh, Jason. Said, this is for me. Yeah. From Jason. Yeah. Thoughts on the More Stories podcast now that Jay seems to have started his own network and taken it more in a WTF. That's the podcast by Mark Marin. Oh. Type of podcast with a variety of interviews from sports guys, actors, comics, etc. Still enjoy it or different than before? I do still enjoy it. I just wish his range of guests were better. He keeps bringing back guests that like tour with him or he has his uncle on every once in a while and like those get boring. Does his uncle have anything interesting to say? No. No. He's kind of a <laughs> He's a guy from Jersey who just has a funny accent, so it's funny to hear <laughs> hey, him say things. there's comedy right yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, when he has good guests on, I enjoy it. But I'll tell you, there are a lot of times he has guests on that he's had on many times before where they kind of do their own little inside jokes and stuff, and I usually don't listen to those. I'm really enjoying, since we're talking about this, I'm really enjoying Kevin Pollack's podcast. Yeah. Kevin Pollack Chat Show, which apparently is also a show he does live on the web. Okay. And, and it's uh, You mean video? video? Yes. Yeah. And then he releases the audio, which which is great. You don't really feel like you're missing anything by not seeing it. Right. No um, no strippers like uh Howard Stern. No. <laughs> um but it's really in depth. It's kind of Charlie Rose style in that he, he goes really in depth and they're longer. Each each episode's like two hours. He's very politi- politically motivated, correct? Isn't oh, he? F- doesn't mention it. Oh really? Not at all. I thought he was a advocate of this or that or whatever. He doesn't discuss that if that's the case. Oh, so who are most of his guests? Are they entertainment related? Oh, huge. Like, like huge. Like, for example, I just was listening to Ileana Douglas today, which is a really old one. But he's had, like, um, Christopher Guest, Dana Carvey. Like, he gets huge guests. Um, Who's Ileana Douglas? She was in Cape Fear. Remember in Cape Fear? I never saw that. What? I never saw that. I can't believe you've never seen that. She was in – she dated Martin Scorsese for a while. She was in a few of his movies. Huh. Uh, she was in, okay, I can't believe I'm using this as my reference. <laughs> Did you see that movie with Jennifer Aniston and Jay Moore, Picture Perfect? No. Okay. Did you see To Die For with Nicole Kidman? No. 
Did you see um, Grace of My Heart, which she starred in? No. You'd know her. Show me her picture. She's goofy looking. Let me see. Wow. Well, okay, she wouldn't appreciate that. Hopefully she's not listening to the podcast right now. And I found out on on this podcast that I just listened to that she is the granddaughter of Melvin Douglas. Who's that? A very famous old director and producer. Not famous enough. No, actually, he's very famous. But not enough. Let me see. Uh, let's see what I this know you've chick seen looks her like. Oh yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's great. And she's got that that voice. Yes. That kind of quirky she's got voice. She's a great voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in a ton of stuff for a while and yeah. then I didn't see I haven't seen her in a while. She's got a great uh web series now called Easy to Assemble. Yeah. It's sponsored by and takes place in an IKEA. Okay. And it's about her like leaving her life of Hollywood to work at IKEA. And does she really work and- there? Or is it a no, joke? No, it's it's all. Oh, like, it's fictitious. Okay. Yes, and it's on like its third or fourth season now, and uh, she works there with Justine Bateman, <laughs> and so that she has celebrities on all the time. It's supposed to be really funny. I've never watched it. That's really. But funny. she was on Jay Morris podcast, and this one she talks about it. I, I need you know to what? Check it out. I think Ileana Douglas has been replaced with Vera Farmiga in Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, no, it's like the kind point. of parts that she used to play. It's like now they go to Vera Farmiga. Okay, Melvin Douglas. He was also an actor. Uh, let's see what he's done, just so you know. I'm sorry, he was only an actor. I thought, oh. he, I thought he was a director. See, now now the podcast is full of lies. Uh, but Look I'm, what you've done. I'm correcting them right away. He was okay. in Being There with uh, Peter Sellers. I mean, obviously he was in a lot of old stuff. Yeah, because um, he's old. The Candidate, Robert yeah. Redford. I think you've lost most of our listeners by now. Uh, he was on an episode of The Fugitive. The TV wow. Series. Wow. Um, he was in HUD. Okay. It's almost done. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. Anyway, been a no. lot of stuff. Been a lot of stuff. Okay. But yeah, I like her. I like her. Everything I remember seeing her in, I really liked her in. No. She's a good actress. She's Great got that actress. cool voice. In Cape Fear, um, Robert De Niro bites her cheek off. Ow. Yes. I hope that they use special effects for that. I hope there was no method acting. Uh, I don't know. Can't address that issue. No. All right, do you want to get right into video games? Let's then? get right in. Do it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the game that we both played. Did you finish it? Yes. Okay. And finished Far Cry 3. Now, you talked about this in our last podcast, right? Yes. I had just started playing <laughs> it. Bless you. My Lord, that was a big I sneeze. had just started playing it in our last podcast. Yeah. And we have both since finished it. And that is correct. I will put it in my top three games of all time. I don't know if I would go that far, but it's... I'm sure it's in my top ten. I uh, I really liked it. In fact, once I finished it, I I kind of missed doing a lot of things that were in the game, so I started playing it again. But uh, and I played it on the next higher difficulty level, but I didn't really notice anything different. And maybe it was just that I was better at it now. Right. So I don't know. Um, there was some DLC that was free. Well, not free, but you know, you get these Ubisoft points. Right. And you could exchange them for DLC, and there was some new mission right. that I... It's really boring. Is it? Yeah, I, I didn't play it Where you go into yet. the little, like, uh, experiment lab. That sounds familiar, although I, I didn't do it yet. It's quick. It lasts, like, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't done a lot of the co-op stuff. I tried to do it one night, but uh, I didn't realize you would have to play for hours to finish it. Right. So I, I played for, like, 45 minutes, enough. and yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, I enjoyed it, but... But I'm going to echo a lot of the stuff that you said about the game. I mean, first of all, it's gorgeous. It's just they use the engine so well. 
and it's just a beautiful game. Um, the environments are great. The scenery is great. The level design is really, I think, fantastic. Yes. Um, just like how they, how they design, you know, how you sort of play through the game and everything. And, 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 and you know, it's open world, so you can kind of do whatever you want, but there's certain things you can't bypass and right. can't get past until you do other things. So the main story part of it is somewhat linear, but then you can do whatever you want in between. And what I liked is that none of those things had a time on them. So, like, when you get a new mission, you don't have to go and do it by a certain right. time. It's just that once you start it, you're in it until you're done. Right. Um, One thing I like I want to add, too, regarding the environment, is that it doesn't feel like the world revolves around you. Right. You're just a little part of the world. So right. you'll just be, like, just going down a road, and you see stuff happening Yeah. that you have nothing to do with. Like, you'll see, like, a pirate, like, you know – attacking a, a local you'll see an animal right. attacking people or, or just like a guy will be walking down the road and all of a sudden he'll be like komodo dragon and right. you know just like start trying to kill it or the thing the animal will kill him or right. whatever um so the game uh, the game is a lot of you know it's a first person shooter obviously but there's a lot you know you can play more stealthily too and uh I I personally enjoy being more stealthy and sniping a lot from yes. far away because it's a lot easier than having people and shoot I like you. The takedowns, the takedowns are I love fun. Love the takedowns. Takedowns are special special things that you can do once you get those skills to dispatch of your enemies in a uh, more silent way, right. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I didn't use a lot of them. I used the regular one, the death from below, which is where you can get a guy who's right. on a ledge above you. And I use the knife throw takedown, which is where yeah. you get a guy, and then you press another button to steal his knife and get the next guy. That's I like near when him. you can chain him. I, I, I don't think I ever to, did that. I was able. Uh, I don't think I ever did more than three, but that's fun when you can just chain three. Yeah, I don't think I was ever in a situation where there were three people that close right. to me, because I try to stay away. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't like people finding me. So you know when you'd find a, a pirate base. You could take over the base, and then you can use that base to fast travel. And there's also an automated weapon store. Which, who's stocking those? Let's be honest. Right. <laughs> it's like a a machine gun vending machine. Who's who's stocking that thing? Right. But anyway, uh, so so then you can use that, so you don't have to go back to the main town to buy weapons and stuff like that. And um, and and then it's safe. It makes that whole region safer because there's no more pirates there. So. There are these alarms in the bases, and they start out the you know the beginning of the game with just one, but then later there might be two or three alarms in a base. And if you shoot them, you disable that individual alarm. But if you walk up to it and deactivate it, then all the alarms in that base are disabled, and then they can't call for reinforcements if they spot you. Because calling for Cause reinforcements is worst, bad. Because they come from all angles. And they come from all angles, and there's like five times as many guys right. as as there were. It's a lot of guys. And then some bases, and you you told me about this. Um, some bases will have a cage with a wild animal in it, and if you shoot the cage door, the the animal gets out and starts attacking the pirates, which is right. pretty cool. Yeah, there there are a couple instances where you don't. All you have to do is shoot the cage, and then the animal takes care of everything. Yeah. Else. When when you find a base with a leopard or a bear, you're in business. When you find a base with a bird. Right. <laughs> Didn't really do a whole lot, but you just might not want to shoot the cage because then the bird will bo- bother you. You know what I mean? Uh, the game's not perfect. There were some I, things that were 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 kind of wacky about it. Um, on the PC, when you drive vehicles, because there are all sorts of different vehicles: boats, hang gliders, uh, lots of wheeled vehicles. You got cars, you got trucks, you got ATVs. ATVs. The problem on the PC 
is that you only have a gas and a brake, and there's no there's no variable. Right. It's just either you're flooring it or you're slamming on the brakes. So it was kind of helpful. It's not helpful at all, especially when you're doing these. There are these uh, medical runs. What are they called? Uh, Medical supply. Well, supply drop runs where you find a vehicle that you need to get from point A to point B, and there are all sorts of obstacles in your way, and they're they're increasingly more difficult. And uh, especially with the ATVs, those things are so squirrely that when you're flooring it, it's impossible to control. So a lot of those things are really hard on the PC because you can't control I didn't do the... most of those just because there was no reward for them other than, I mean, they give you a little cash, but there and was- And some experience, too. There was no, sure, but there was no, like, trophies or- the, the, right. You didn't unlock a special weapon or a special No, but it does build up your, your uh, experience faster, which unlocks more, um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, re- skill points. As well. Yeah, that's true. Um, then there's also a little Tomb Raider element to it. There are these artifacts that you can find- and the island was once inhabited around the time of World War II by Japanese military. And so you'll find these, you know, dead Japanese soldiers with letters on them. And again, there are things to collect. And you do get extra stuff by collecting all that. Right. Um, I think it unlocks weapons. Right. Um, so that was cool. Now, what unlocked the signature weapons? Because I only have one unlocked right now when I started playing again. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember that either. There's I mean, signature weapons, which are basically just like the regular weapons, except they've been customized to a greater degree than you can normally customize them. Right. Um, and so are maybe more useful. Um, you know what's really cool? You were saying about uh, how Ubisoft gives out the points. Yeah. And then they give away that level. There's a weapon you can get with those points as well. That's fantastic. It's like a cannon pistol. Yeah, I, I got that. But I don't I don't like using anything without a silencer. except So except for the shotgun which you can't get a silencer for any of those. Um, my pistol, my sniper rifle, even I had, a, I think, either a sub or a small machine gun that had a silencer on it, and I prefer to use those just because, you know, then you, you can like get quiet. I like to keep it quiet. Yeah. like keep my antics quiet. Now, there's some stuff in the game that made me laugh. So when you take over a base, there's a bulletin board where you can get, like, these uh, missions to go kill a bad guy that's been bothering people in the area or hunt a specific type of animal. Why do the pirates have a bulletin board? What, what do they put in their crafts up there after school? <laughs> and so, you know, so then once you once you take over the base, the locals, which are called the Rakiat tribe, they come in and there's a guy standing by the bulletin board. and He's like, he's like, you took over the base, but your work isn't done. Please check the items on the bulletin board. If you could help us out with that, that would be great. It's like, really? <laughs> These warriors are just standing around asking you to check signs on the bulletin board. I don't know. Stuff like that was goofy. And there's, um, I have to say, I didn't really like the story that much. Um, that was my least favorite part of the whole thing. Uh-huh. First of all, in a lot of the story segments, you have to do these Dragon's Lair things where you're just clicking a button and it's- Quick time events, uh, as they're known. Click time. Quick time. Quick time is the- They're called quick time events. By who? That's what they're called. Really? I'm going to look it up. That doesn't make any sense. That's what they're called. Well, whatever they are, I don't like Maybe them. Maybe because you only have a quick amount of time to yeah, react. Maybe whatever they are, I don't like them. And uh, in the story, you're, the main character who starts out as kind of a naive, uh, you know, everyday rich, spoiled kid, turns into this like bloodthirsty killer uh, during the course of the game. And it's only at the very last moment in the game that you get to decide whether you're going to stay with your bloodthirsty killer friends on the island or go home with your friends. 
And so there's no, there's really never any, you know, remorse or apprehension by your character other than the occasional sound effect. And I didn't really like that. I would have preferred it if they did more of a thing like they did in um, Dishonored, where the game's events and outcome are different if you've chosen to do things stealthily and basically not take out a lot of guys. You know, there's really not an option for that. But, I mean, they could have at least worked something in where if you're, you know, just trying to be stealthy and quiet and just get through it, you know, you maybe had a different outcome than than the other way. But there was nothing like that. So I was a little disappointed with that. But overall, it was a lot of fun, I thought. A lot of fun. I mean, the way that they did most of the game's mechanics were really good. Did you ever do any of the target practice ones? Yeah. Those were hard. Yeah. I remember when I started the first one, and I'm like, what am I supposed to be shooting at? And then I noticed there's, like, birds flying away. I'm like, right. really? I'm supposed to shoot birds? Right. From, like, half a mile away? I find, away? though, in those, the weapons are a little more forgiving. Like, the aim is a little more forgiving yeah. than if you were playing the and, game. And it probably has to do with your difficulty level, too. Right. Oh, perhaps. But anyway. Um, so that's all That's all I've played, though. What else have you played? Um, I also picked up Little Big Planet Karting. Um, if you're a member of PlayStation Plus, it's only 10 bucks. Wow. Whereas if you go in the store, it's sixty bucks. Wow! So let me just say, because it just came out a couple months ago, it came out like right before Christmas. Let me say, I'm glad I only paid ten bucks for it. And not 60. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it, but it's not a sixty dollar game. Right. I mean, it's a kart racer. Yeah. And it becomes a little. I wouldn't say monotonous because it, it, there's a lot, you know, things change in it. Yeah. But you know, for the most part, it's just a kart racer, and sixty bucks for a kart racer. Yeah. By the way, speaking of, uh, I don't know, something you said made me think of this. We were in Target the other day, and I noticed there was a bundle of the Xbox 360 with Kinect that came with some Disneyland game. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it. Um, I, I was trying to figure out if the game was available separately, if it was only available in that bundle. Do you have a Kinect? Uh, no, but we've been thinking about getting one, you know, so that our son can right. start to play some fun kid games. But, uh, I would but imagine I, it would be. I would think so too, but yeah. I couldn't. I I didn't see anything in the store. There was no like standalone copy of the game, so I'm curious about I would what that is. Imagine that that you can though. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and what else have you played? Um, on the iPad, Joe, Joe Danger Touch. Okay, it's a uh, you play Joe Danger, who's like a stuntman on a motorcycle, and it's just like obstacles. Okay, but it's just done so well. It, Versus Excite Bike. Uh, sure. <laughs> you remember that? Vaguely, the arcade game by Nintendo. Kind of, I, I I remember that it was like kind of side scrolling. This is yeah. like that. Yeah, but um, but it's beautiful and it's it's there's a lot of variety in it and and uh, it gets increasingly more difficult, but like not so much so that you don't want to play it anymore. Right. Um, there are two other Joe Danger games. I believe they're both on PSN and Xbox. Okay, but this one is specifically designed, you know, for touch on iPad. Right. I've had so much fun with it. Really That's cool. It. And it's I think it's like four bucks or five bucks. Yeah. Worth it because I I've spent hours and hours on it. Yeah. Um. So it's been a lot of fun. I also been playing more of the uh, Zen pinball. Remember me talking before about pinball? Oh sure. And I bring that up just because it's a really great little time. Like if I only have like a half hour, I'll sit and play that for like a half hour, and I, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I've come to like master a couple of the tables. So I mean that's fun to get better. Right, know, right. Some of the games, yeah, some that of them is are cool. so bad, but some of them I really enjoy a lot. Yeah. And I, I bring that up because later in the miscellaneous, I have Aha. more on Zen Pinball. Speaking of miscellaneous, do you think we should move number one to the movie section? No. Okay. Because it is video game related. Yes, but don't you think there are probably a lot of people who would go to see like a Tomb Raider movie that would never play the game? 
Yes, but I always this is just that, that's how you do it. That's how I you always roll. put video. All game, right, all right, go for it then. In the video, go game for section. it. Go for it. Okay, um, I guess J.J. Abrams isn't busy enough. Word has it that the current master of sci-fi is teaming with Valve to bring a Half-Life and or Portal film to the big screen. Half-Life would be great. Would be great. Portal could be great. Yes. If you ever saw things like Cube. Did you ever see that movie Cube? No. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's like a sci-fi horror movie about some people who wake up in in a box, basically, Mm -hmm. and have no idea how they got there or why they're there. And they have to try Sounds to figure familiar. out how to get out. Sounds familiar. Exactly. It's And it's from a while back. I mean, way before Portal was out. Um, there were no Portal guns in it, though. Oh. Um, but I, I would love to see a Half-Life movie. Yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. And yeah. it could fill in some blanks and offer lots of new cool things. Would be cool. Yeah. Ready for number two. Yes. Uh, with the release of new consoles from both Sony and Microsoft this year, almost certain... There is a lot of buzz over new features. Uh, the new Xbox is said to now have a Blu-ray drive and will only function online in an attempt to wipe out the secondhand games market. Why? Well, I, I don't understand how that would do that. Because your game is registered. Like once you buy the new game, right? You register the game. Like it, it goes through a registration right. process okay. every time you start the game, right? So like if someone. Uh, I don't know how it's connected your specific copy of the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't know how would if you just bought the used game, it would be ha- it would have to be encoded on the disc somehow. Right. But how would you do that since it's? I different. don't know. I don't understand how it would work. Oh, that's interesting. Also, obviously, digital distribution is going to be huge as well. That makes you know. Yeah, that makes, that makes it more sense, right? But I don't like that the Xbox can. I mean, what if your internet's down? You can't play your Xbox. Right. I mean, it's saying you can only play your games with a live internet connection. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to not like that. Um, The PlayStation is said to also have a feature that will only allow a new game to be linked to one console, so used games will not function. So, again, you're you're only – like, that would stink for me because I have two PlayStations. So, you mean to tell me if I spent 60 bucks for a game, I can only play it on one of them? Because that's That's what they're saying. That's really weird. I know. That's really I mean, I, un- I understand them wanting... But then uh, you couldn't even take it to a friend's house to play it. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, not I that know. that's a big deal for you, but for a lot of people... I know. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how that's going to work and be feasible and and work in their favor. Because yeah. here's my thing. So I understand they don't, they don't want, you know, people selling the used games because they feel they're missing out on the money. But there are people who can't afford every time a new game comes out to Absolutely. spend 60 bucks for a game. Absolutely. I mean, you and I are... are lucky in that right you know when a game comes out we can afford it but i know you know that they're especially kids how do right. they afford a 60 dollar game every they time comes out? especially when sometimes like in the summer you've got two or three games coming out a month and when frankly a lot of the games suck you <laughs> know well that's the worst and you spend the 60 bucks you can't resell it i mean right. at least now you can resell it get some of your money back buy something new right um but here's my thing. So then, okay, they don't like that they're missing the money on the selling of the used games. But now with DLC, or even like, you know, now they have where you put a used game, you still have to pay to do the multiplayer or sure. online stuff. I get that. Or DLC. They're still getting money for that that they wouldn't have gotten if someone didn't buy the used game. Right. Because if they I want mean, that stuff. I think this is going to bite them. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I see the reasons for wanting and to especially, do it. And but... especially when you look at somebody like, like Valve, who with Steam does the exact opposite, which right. is like, well, you own it, 
And you can play it wherever you want as long as you're logging in through your account to play it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's really weird. I don't know. I mean, I, and, and I, I don't see how it's and I work. And I get, I get Microsoft's take on it. I get them saying, okay, it's registered to your account. So, you know, I mean, it's still going to screw the secondhand market. But for Sony to say it's locked to a particular device is ridiculous. I don't understand it. Hopefully that's just a nasty rumor. I hope so as well. Sony is actually scheduled to reveal the new console to the press on February 20th. Oh, so, and the, the, yeah, the rumor is that it, it's going to cost over 400 bucks for the basic console. Did you see that? No. So you can skip the next one because that's what that was. Oh. Because, well, because they haven't officially announced that they're announcing it on the 20th, but the rumor is that the official announcement will be on the 20th. All right. So there's a rumor about, a about rumor. an official announcement. Um, Rockstar has announced that Grand Theft Auto V will see a September 17th release. So there you go. Uh, Zen Studio, the makers of Zen Pinball 2, which I've spent a lot of time, are releasing some Star Wars themed tables later this month that will be available on all current platforms. That's now, what cool. they do Now, what they did with Marvel, which is what they're going to do here, they'll have like one general, I think they're starting out with a, an Empire Strikes Back table but then there will be one like boba fett table and one like han solo table they did that with marvel as well there's probably like 12 different or 15 different marvel tables right. they're gonna have 10 different star wars tables just starting with three at the end of this month yeah but then they'll slowly release them after that right but that's fun because they're they're all very different from each other but yeah. with the marvel ones a lot of them were just bad and they didn't work yeah. i mean they work but yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, they just they're, they're not weren't fun. good designs yeah yeah right yeah because really when you play a bunch of these, you realize that design is so important. Totally. I mean, and, and you know, it was the same with real pinball machines. Right. You know, there was a huge difference between a great pinball machine and one that you'd play once and be like, eh. Right. You know? I love pinball. Pinball was a lot of fun. I do, too. And, you know, I'm getting the same feel from, from old pinball that I'm getting playing some of these yeah. on the PS3. I believe there are also, you can also get it for the iPad. I've never looked into it. But it mentioned iPad when it was talking about oh, okay. this announcement. So gotcha. that would be interesting as well. Um, finally, a new Hitman film is in the works. Paul Walker will take over for Timothy Oliphant as Agent 47. Are you Did talking you ever... about hunky Paul Walker? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I told you that's what Amy calls him. No. Hunky Paul Walker. Every time he said anything, oh, is that with that hunky Paul Walker? <laughs> Doesn't that seem weird that Paul Walker would be taken over for Timothy Oliphant? Um. Well, I mean, he has a shaved head in the movie, so. I know. It just seems strange. Like, I would think Paul I don't Walker think it's would be, be a, sequel a bigger as name than Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're about equal. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever see the original? No. Maybe. Yeah, I don't I know. Did. I can't I remember. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't remember. If I saw it, I don't remember, which is not a good sign. I remember there was some girl that was in it that then became huge afterwards. Is she the Bond Huge girl? like an elephant? It's <laughs> very nice. Thank you. Is she? I believe she's the Bond girl in the new Bond movie. Maybe. Who that? The one that you mean the next Skyfall. one? Oh, the one that was in Skyfall. Uh, it was in Skyfall. Oh no, it was. I don't know who this woman is, but Olga Kurilenko. I think she was in Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who was the Bond girl in in uh, Skyfall again? Uh. I do not remember her name. By the way, that comes out on DVD on Tuesday. Nice. 
Add it to my collection of every other Bond movie I have. Oh, very good. Yes. Her name is Berenice Marlowe. Oh, can I see her face? Yes. Oh, that's right. She wasn't in it that long. That was the that was the She's problem in with a her. A lot of French movies. French movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was great. But uh but yeah, she was she wasn't in the movie that long. Right. Right. That was the problem. Um, okay, so is that it for video games? That's it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. Uh, let's talk about stuff that we have both seen. Okay. So there is the new Kevin Bacon drama about serial killer or a cult of serial killers called The Following. Mm-hmm. I'm not caught up, first of all. Uh, so you've only seen the pilot? Yes. Okay. Really? Yes. I still have it. But... I think there have been three episodes now. I know. But wow. I, I have not seen the newer ones. So Kevin Bacon is a former FBI agent who kind of went nuts after he put away a serial killer a few years back and then had a relationship with the serial killer's wife. And the serial killer has now broken out of prison, and we soon come to realize that he has somehow charmed uh, some number of people, we don't know how many, into being a a sort of cult following of his who do his evil bidding for him, because he already got caught again, and so he's already back in prison. So even though he's in prison, all these horrible things are happening, and it's his followers, a.k.a. the The following, following. that are doing these things. And so that this is the the basic story of the show. Now, I thought the pilot was okay. Um, the second episode I thought was really good. And the third episode was, was all right too. It was pretty good too. Um, the, the, some of the stuff that I'm surprised by, first of all, the show is incredibly gruesome. Like, especially this last episode was really gory. And I was kind of surprised that they're, that that's allowed. Uh, yeah, I still don't get why this country is okay with showing really disgusting violence, but not okay with showing a naked person. Right. I mean, it makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, what about disgusting naked people? <laughs> I'm not even going to address that. <laughs> hey, Tony, everybody's beautiful in their own way, okay? Sure. <laughs> but I don't want to see it. <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. That's your choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's... Um, it's interesting. I like Kevin Bacon. I like seeing Kevin Bacon in something. That's pretty cool. But uh, it's really, it's just really violent and gory. I don't know why they need to go. I mean, they can certainly imply a lot of stuff without showing it, you know? Um, I don't know. What would you think of it? Didn't like it. Oh, at all? Uh, no. Um, I didn't like I thought the dialogue was terrible. Terrible. Um, I like the story so far. I mean, just from the pilot. I like the story. Um, I thought a lot of the acting was bad. I just thought the dialogue was so terrible. I don't like, I mean, I don't like when you're watching something and you just. uh, You're aware of the writing. Yes. Yes. That's the best way to put it. You're aware of the writing. Yeah. And I I even think that, I mean, Kevin Bacon is a fine actor. I just think even like his acting looks bad because of the things that he has to say. Yeah. I think the, I think the next two episodes are better. I'm annoyed by some of the, uh, I think some of the acting around him, he was fine, but some of the acting around him, I think is terrible. I hate that woman that was working with him. The dark haired one. Oh, she was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. She's in, you know, every episode. So, Ugh. 
And she looks like Olivia Munn. <laughs> Wait a well, minute. You must not be talking about the same person. The one that's got the mole on her face. I, I don't know. I'll find a picture. The FBI agent? Yeah. I don't think I don't know who you're talking about. She looks nothing like Olivia Munn. They all look like Olivia Munn. <laughs> all the women that annoy me in the world. Wow. So does Olivia Munn annoy you? I thought you liked her. She was appealing for like a moment. And then what happened? Was she in something else that you didn't like her in? Hold on, let me find this woman. Did you not like her stint on the new girl? Uh, actually, she was all right in it. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Why can I not find her? I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about, so. I, 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 really, I really don't know who you're talking about, because the FBI agent who he's been working with doesn't look like Olivia Munn at all. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody who came in in the second episode or something. I don't know. Um, I only saw the pilot. But I can't remember if this woman was in the the woman I'm thinking of. I can't remember if she was in the pilot. Yeah, this woman. Let's see. Let me see that. Uh, no, she's gone. Oh, is she? I think so. Oh, well, that's good. I don't remember seeing her. You remember in the pilot? But no, she was the really annoying woman in the pilot. I don't remember her, <laughs> but I I don't think she's in the next two episodes. See that. Big ass mole on her face. I do. Too. That's just everyone's beautiful in their own way. No, she's not. Okay. She's annoying in every way. Okay, uh, <laughs> but she's not. She's not in the next two episodes, as far as I can remember. Okay. I, I. I mean, I don't even remember seeing her in the pilot. But uh, I, I'll, I'll give it another go. Yeah, watch the second episode at least. See yeah. what you think. Because I thought the second episode got a lot better. Because I just thought it was okay. I don't know just why so many of these TV shows that come out that you know deal with. You know, they're trying to be, like, action thriller. Like, they set up really good stories. I mean, whether it be Falling Skies or any of these others that we've discussed that have all been taken off the air. Right. They they will have interesting stories, but just, like, the dialogue and the writing is just so bad, or the acting is so bad. What, what's a flash forward? Remember how melodramatic all the acting was in that yeah. and the dialogue was so bad? Why You know, why can't they just write good, you know, yeah. dialogue? Or why does everything have to be acted so over the top? Right. Right. I don't and you it. wonder where that breakdown is in the production because, you know, obviously there are plenty of capable writers right. and directors and actors. And, I mean, there's big names attached to this, like Kevin Williamson. I'm sure he's done good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Falling Skies, the acting is cheesy in every single episode. Every yeah. single episode. And the dialogue is cheesy in yeah. every single episode. But then you look at a show like, you know, Walking Dead or, um, I don't know, want to pick something else. And well, the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, The Americans, which was great. Let's go right Fantastic. into that. Fantastic. Really, really good. I loved it. When's yeah. that next episode? I believe last Today, night. Today, is it? Last night. Oh, last night. Yeah, oh, I, I can't wait. So. We, I can't which, wait to go home and see it. Which we didn't see yet. So The Americans is the story of two, uh, essentially, two undercover Russian agents who were trained in Russia to blend in with American society. And um, it takes place... 1980. 1980. And Carrie um, Russell is one. And the other guy I didn't recognize. He's a British actor. I don't... He's oh, okay. been in a bunch of, like, British period things. pieces, like, okay. masterpiece theater stuff. But he, will you look him up while we're talking? Yes. And, um, and, and so they, you know, they are playing a married couple. But now they have kids and everything. And I forget what... Gosh, I'm having trouble remembering now what... Like what triggered the events of the the pilot? Um, oh, somebody was gonna 
so another Russian was going to blow the whistle on the whole operation and give up the names of everybody involved, right? I'm sorry? At the beginning of the pilot, the the reason we're seeing this is because another Russian guy, to save his own skin, was going to give up this operation and tell the Americans the names of all the people involved um, who were living in the United States now. And and so these other Russian people kidnapped this guy. Did they kill him? I forget. Yes. Okay. Um... So, uh, but some really interesting stuff happened in the pilot. And, I mean, this is the perfect example of, like, great suspense, but, like, ev- there's a lot of subtlety to it. It's not over the top with the, the dialogue acting, or but the, the acting. The uh, violence was certainly pretty Yeah, but that extreme. doesn't bother me like it bothers you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think sometimes it's necessary. Wow. No, I mean, in telling a story. I mean, this oh, is... Okay. Not in real life. I don't want, I don't, you know, when you're watching something where violence happens, I don't need it sugarcoated. I want to see it as, you know. Right. As it probably is in a real life scenario. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really well was acted, so well directed. I love the use of music. The music was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and definitely worth watching. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's really Find it. cool. Find it, watch it Carrie on Russell demand. Was so great, she was. She was scary. Yeah, she was scary in it. I mean, I was afraid of her. Yeah, and it's and some of the stuff that happens later in the pilot. What is, I really like too is, I mean, this isn't really giving away a lot. Okay, slight spoiler, but I really like how of the two of them, one of them is colder than the other. One one has the warm heart, and one is cold, and she's the cold one. Right, that's what I love. Right, like it kind of plays against stereotype. And and they even set up to a certain degree probably why she's like that. Right. And um and and I like the keep going back to their backstories. Right. It's really cool. Oh and my and God, but so but good. I like that what was really great is they made her, you know, very three dimensional towards the end of the of the pilot because there was an opportunity for her to do something that she would have been inclined to do and then didn't right. because of something else that happened in the pilot. Um, and uh, so if you understand that, well, I'm just saying she she had the opportunity to basically turn in somebody who she was suspicious of maybe not having the same kind of loyalty to Mother Russia that she has, and she didn't do it. And and you know there are things that happen that you understand why she didn't do it, but um, that was really cool. He was also on that uh TV show Brothers and Sisters. I'm sorry, what's his name again? Uh, Matthew Reese Evans. Okay. And uh, I loved that last scene with him uh, when he goes to the guy's house. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that was great. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So definitely. So check it out. Yeah, and let us know what out. you think. If you it's really, it. really good. So if you've seen it, please let us know your thoughts on it. Um, what else have you been watching? Um, well, during the free preview weekend, which was yep, just three time. days, I watched the entire second season of Homeland. Amazing. Wasn't it fantastic? Amazing. Best TV of the year, I think. Yeah. So yeah. good. I mean, j- talk about suspenseful and yeah. like edge of your seat. And there talk was... about just like not really knowing the characters' motives through the whole thing. Sure. Like they'll act one way and act another way, and like you never really know what their true motive is. Right. And Amazing. And, and you still don't. Yeah. I mean, even by the end of it, right. at the end of the season, you still are asking the same questions that some of the people yeah. in the show are asking. It deserves. It just won like every award at, at good uh, People's Choice, and it des- totally choice. Golden, Golden Globe. Globes, yeah. yeah, and deserved every one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Did uh, did Manny Patinkin win anything? No. Ugh. He's so good on that show. How could he not win anything? Um, and like, I like the Quinn character because at first you're like mad that he's there, and then you find out all this other stuff about him, right. and oh my gosh, there was just so many. 
I hate so that many, I have to wait a year now for another free preview weekend to see the next season. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's such a good show. You just want it to keep going on and on and on. Um, uh, I also caught, uh, at the request of Todd Sashwick, I watched the first episode of Sherlock on okay. Netflix. Fantastic. Yeah. You really need to watch it. You know, we started watching it, and I was really tired that night, and I fell asleep, so okay, I got to go back no to it. no excuse right there. Uh, but we did watch the other show that he mentioned. Luther. Luther. I watched the first episode yeah, of that, that. And that was actually... Oh, you watched that too? No. Oh, I liked it. It actually is um, another serial killer show. Oh. Uh, Luther is the name of a detective you know, in England. It's set in England. And he's uh, trying to catch serial killers. And I don't know if the whole series follows the same person who was in the first episode. Right. But, uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought I, I liked the characters and I liked... You know. We should check out a couple episodes of Sherlock before the new Star Trek movie comes out. To, I mean, because you're really... Because of Benjamin just, Cumberbatch. Yeah, by the first episode, you're, like, mesmerized by him. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I liked him in, uh, like I said, in Tinker Tailor. He was really good. Did you, um, and I forget. Did you go... You I never did. That, okay, no. you got you to gotta see that. You would love it. You can't tell me what to do. Um, We're back to that. Dallas is back. How is that possible? Uh, there's six episodes with Larry Hagman that they had already shot. Oh, okay. I had already read that. What I don't know how true this is. I don't know if it's just speculation. Cardboard but I, standees. That they are going to. No, that he will die on the show. And apparently what's going to happen, I don't know for sure, so I'm just going to say it. I mean, I could be wrong. Sure. That uh, he will get shot again. Remember who shot JR back in the 70s? He will get shot again, but this time he won't make it. I can't believe they're going to do that again. I think it's a great idea. But everyone assumed that they were going to do that again at some point, and now they have to do it. Right. So that's kind of weird. Um, but I have to say, it's a little, it's it's a little sad to watch, you know, because I watched the first couple episodes already, and it's sad to see him in scenes because you know, you know, what's coming, and like right. four episodes from there. Right. Right. But um, still good. I mean, if that's your thing. Yeah. Or to you now. Oh, you're done. Uh, so the new season of American Idol has started. And you're uh, all alone. <laughs> well, no, Amy's watching it, too. Um, <laughs> Amy's not here. So I have to say, first of all, let's talk about the judges. You know, Randy's back. He's the dog. You know, Randy. And there's Keith Urban. <laughs> Keith Urban, who I actually like quite a bit. He's um, he's kind of funny, and he's pretty mellow, but he is not. he does not beat around the bush with people when he's giving feedback. So he's, uh, you know, he's pretty good in that sense. Mariah Carey, who may, in fact, be one of the most boring people in the entire world. She seems to have literally... No personality. She, you know, her pulse is just like one beat above when Britney Spears was a judge. Britney was actually more entertaining because she's so dumb, apparently, that everything like makes her have this really confused look on her face, which was funny to see over and over again. Yeah. Um, but Mariah Carey does, she doesn't say or do anything interesting at all. She just like, you know, somebody will come out and she'll, she'll do this weird thing with her hands where she goes, and what are you singing for us, darling? <laughs> in a fake British accent. Right. Yeah, it's, I it's don't know. So, I don't it's know. So weird. Why they think that just because a person is really talented? Because I think probably of all the judges ever, she's probably the most talented. Absolutely, there's no question. But about I don't that. think I don't know how they think that that immediately they feel that she's qualified to be a judge. Well, I guess, I guess because you know she's a success in the business, they feel like that. But but, but if she can't, she can't articulate anything. Right, she's like got like yeah, nothing to say. You. Yeah, I thought I'd help you with talking about people not being able to articulate things. <laughs> so, but but it, it's so weird. She's got like no personality. And then there's Nicki Minaj, who I love on the show. She's so funny. She's so weird. First of all, not like Lady Gaga weird, but like mm-hmm. like she's just, you know, she's just weird. She really loves the underdog. 
So she's super nice to everybody, no matter what they look like, no matter, you know, where they come from, what their deal is. She's nice to everybody. But she doesn't, you know, give people a pass on BS, which I like. And she'll call out the other judges on BS, too, which I think is pretty cool. But um, I was telling you at lunchtime uh, that we were joking around the other day about how she acts like an old Jewish lady. And it really is true. Like, if you just close your eyes and listen, it's like, I feel like you are someone who I totally get and <laughs> I really want to hear more of. So I think, I think yeah, I'm going to send you through to Hollywood. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear you sing again. Like, I feel lucky that I got to hear you sing today. I mean... <laughs> So I I feel blessed. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, she's so funny. She's so funny. Um, but I really like her. So anyway, but and then the other thing that they did differently this year is in Hollywood Week, they separated the guys and the girls, and they did not let the contestants pick who they were grouping with for the group performances. So they put people together, which was pretty entertaining last night because they – still don't know that it's enough to drag me in. I think I'm done with all those shows. Are you gonna? So you won't even watch once they get past all this stuff. We'll see. Yeah, I'll check it out. Check it out. Just see what's going on. Yeah, yeah check it out. <laughs> um, so there's that. Okay, so uh, you know, for Christmas, I gave Amy season one of Revenge on DVD. So uh-huh. we started watching that uh-huh. and really enjoyed it. It's fun. I mean, it's it's, very it's, enjoyable. it's it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, and it is literally a soap opera. But it moves 30 times faster than a soap opera. Right. So the stuff that would happen over the course of a month on a regular soap opera happens in one episode right. on this. So it's kind of fun from that standpoint. And there is a lot of, like, intrigue and, you know, so – I mean, just more plot twists. There's the initiative. Right. <laughs> I don't think I find them as interesting as you do, but um, – No, I'm just, I just think it's so silly, the initiative. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and the- I don't know. They got some initiative to do something, I guess. <laughs> I guess. We're going to find out more about them, I suppose. But uh, but let's state that you've not only watched the entire first season, but then you That we subscribed Hulu. to Hulu Plus just so we could get caught up with this season. Right. And now we are caught up. So I'm looking forward to seeing you know what happens next. Um, but I don't like, by the way, that Hulu Plus makes you watch commercials. That's not cool. Yeah, well. And have you ever noticed, too, maybe this doesn't happen on whatever device you watch it on, but... When we noticed that um, if we started watching it and then paused it, like let's say our son woke up or, you know, something else came up and then we came back to it a while later if, and we, if we start it up again, then it, it plays for a couple minutes and then it stops and starts over from the beginning. No, I've never had that. Yeah. I mean, it was paused for like 45 minutes. But then when we came back, it was like it lost its stream or something and we had to oh, start it over. But you can fast forward, which is nice. Right. And you can fast forward pretty quickly. Um, so that was okay because Netflix instant streaming, fast forwarding and rewind is dreadful. Like it just, it almost doesn't work. Um, that could also be the device because I don't have a problem really? with PS3. Yeah. Oh man, it's terrible on the times that we've used it. But um, but I also found the quality on Hulu Plus to be a lot better than on Netflix instant streaming. So I don't know. I don't have that. And th- and that's on the same device. So right. I don't know. Um. But yeah, it's it's a really fun show, and somebody told me that those two are dating in real life yes. or something. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I have news about her when movies comes up. Really, in wow. the movies section. In the movie section. Really, really. Um, but uh, but some of the stuff that happens on that show is just oh, it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. And I don't understand why Nolan is always whispering. Like, <laughs> why why is he always whispering? I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, plus. 
what I'm really curious about, do you remember like and every line that comes out of Madeline Stowe's mouth is completely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And uh Henry Cerny, yeah. is that the guy who plays her husband? He's so Hyster- great on this show. He's hysterical. He's so great on this yeah. show because he's just like like almost nothing phases him, and he's just so ruthlessly mean to right. his wife, especially. It's it's like but really he always funny. ends it with my darling. Right. Or like, <laughs> he'll say the meanest right. thing, and, but then end it with a little term I, of endearment. I, I have this. I have this like you know, a little celebrity fantasy that he's just like the nicest, funniest guy in real life because you'd have to, I think you would almost have to have like a great sense of humor to play that character the way he plays him. Um, And plus, I just hope that nobody is as terrible as that character is in real life. But um, because he usually plays characters kind of like that, you know, to some degree of that. But man, he's so good on that show. And um, I see what you mean about Jack. He's very kind of boring, milk toast, yeah. and I see what you mean about feeling sorry for Amanda, you know. Yeah. Um, and what I'm really curious about, though, so the so this season there's been a lot of stuff going on with Nolan and like losing his company to them and all this kind of stuff. But at some point early in the season, he said to Emily that, or no, I think he didn't say to her. He said to somebody else that he had like something that he was holding on to that was gonna. Get him out of all this stuff with. It's the thing that he invented that they're trying to get, isn't it? Well, he never said what it was. That's why I'm wondering if it really was that or if it's something else. Oh. But, um. Which, by the way, is so ridiculous, too, that now that the thing that they're trying to get, because they want to, dis- like, uh, they want to, like, paralyze Manhattan. The, in- the, the initiative? initiative. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we don't know what they're going to use it for. We think that's. No, what, the, oh well, oh, he did, said it could. You're right. Right. He, he said did, it he could. He said it could paralyze. Me and then somebody said, "Is that their plan? Like, <laughs> really? Ridiculous. That's like the worst plan ever." But um, so ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's just it's ridiculous. So fantastic. It's funny. It's funny. I, I, um, yeah. And some stuff that happens. That's why with that coming back this week, this weekend, and Walking Dead coming back this weekend, it's going to be Sunday good Sunday. Is the best night for TV. Yeah. It's going to be a good Sunday. Um, so then there's a new sci-fi show that I guess is actually in its second year up in Canada where it's from, or as I like to say, Canada, mm-hmm. uh, called Continuum, starring Rachel, why can I not think of her Vice? last name? No, not Vice. The, the green alien from the Star Trek movie, uh, who was also in the last season of Alias, last couple of seasons. Just look it up, rather than staring at me. I, I don't You're know. not getting anything done staring at me. No, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm... Creeping me out, actually. <laughs> Beirut, are my giant eyes creeping you out, Beirut? You remember her? You remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. I don't know which one. There's a couple. Can just look up Continuum. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh. Uh, Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. I don't know why I can never remember her last Rachel's name. Familiar. Well, that's because you've seen her in things before. Um, but anyway, so she plays a cop from. Uh, I don't know, 60, 70 years in the future. And she has, uh, she's at some thing, you know, where these bad guys have all been arrested and somehow they open a time portal to mm-hmm. our time and she jumps through it with them. And so now she's stuck in our time. You know, she's got a loving husband and a, a beautiful son back home in the future and she can't get back to him. So now she's trying to, you know, she's trying to like hunt these guys down and hopefully figure out how to get back home. And meanwhile, she can't exactly tell the, you know, the cops in our time that she's from the future because they'll think she's crazy and lock her up in the loony bin. 
But I think at some point that's immediately she, what they do. Right. Yeah. I think at some point they're going to have to. She's going to have to tell them though. Um, but it's it's pretty cheesy, you know, like a lot of sci-fi stuff. It's pretty cheesy, but it's kind of enjoyable too. There's some neat tech in it, like she's got this suit that has technology and all these display things built in. So, um, oh, and this is kind of a cool element of the story. So, a lot of the tech is built into her suit, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of communications tech is built into her suit that she uses to communicate with the, they're called the protectors, you know, in the future. So when she gets here to our time, she starts talking and all of a sudden she hears somebody talking back to her, which of course makes no sense because obviously they couldn't be talking to her through 70 years of time, right? Well, it turns out that the guy who invented the tech in that their suits use is like a high school, college age kid now. And he's already invented it, but hasn't done anything with it. He's just like testing it and all this stuff. But so he can talk to her on these frequencies that nobody else has access to because it's his invention. Uh So he like helps her with stuff like she'll be talking to somebody and she won't know what they're talking about because she doesn't know anything about our time. So he'll like tell her about stuff or look stuff up online and then give her answers, you know, that she then repeats because she can hear him. They can hear each other. She, you know, and he, and she can make it so that he. But can he's s- still in the future. No, no, no. He's here now. He, he as a college kid, now he invented this tech, the the frequencies and the transmitting okay. technology that work with her thing. So they're the only two people that can use this because he hasn't made anything other than the basic system that that transmits and receives. Um, but it turns out that in the future, he's the the like big bad corporation guy that everybody is trying to take down. Oh. And she hasn't told him that. You know, right. she hasn't told him. That's interesting. Because cause he, because um, she asked him, how can you hear this? And he said, well, I invented this. And um, and she said uh, something like, are you so-and-so? And he goes, oh, you've heard of me? And she goes, uh, yeah. And then they show like this flashback forward to the future right. when you see that he's like the big bad guy that everybody's trying to take down. Um, so that that's kind of cool too. But... Um, but yeah, I think at some point she's gonna have to tell him she's from the future. But anyway, uh, still watching the new girl. Are you still watching that? Yeah. You don't like it anymore? Uh, it's I think it's pretty funny. I think the Mindy Project's funnier now. We don't watch that. It's very funny. You know who's on that show that I don't like? Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. But uh, yeah, she just she just that character bugs me. Oh, I think she's funny. It, it was funny in small doses on The Office, but I don't. I mean, I know it's not the same character, but there are a lot of similarities. Right. And, oh, a lot of similarities. Um, but anyway, and then did you watch the Taste? No, I still have them taped. I didn't watch them. So the deal with that is, it's a uh, kind of like The Voice, where it's blind auditions. It's the same thing on this, but I guess the whole show is like that. Mm-hmm. So they went through this process on the pilot where they picked people to be on their teams based on just the food. Let me ask a question: Are these people chefs, or are they like home chefs? Both. They're okay. both, and in fact, that's, that's one. That's, of, nice that's one of the funnier things during the pilot, anyway, is that they um, they try to guess after they've ta- so what they do is they taste the food and then they vote on whether or not they would like to have the person on their team, and then after that, only after that, they see the person who cooked the food, and then they give them their feedback on it, and then they you know hit a button that reveals how they voted. So it was kind of confusing at first because it it almost looked like they were voting after they saw the person and they would say something like, oh, I wish I, I wish I, you know, I wish I had voted differently. And then they hit their button and that's just the the button to reveal. So, but what was interesting was almost none of the chefs made it through. And I think the reason for that is I think 
I don't think they actually said this, but I think that they were looking for people who had some basic or raw talent that they could shape into something else. Right. So I think a lot of times if they got a food from a chef that had a very strong voice to it already or very so strong. That's not what Yeah, want. that's not really what they wanted. And in fact, um, you know, I went to that restaurant event a week or two ago and one of the chefs that I met that night had been on that show. Um, the and chef was not chosen. And was not chosen. And, you know, of course they showed a soundbite of him saying, oh, you know, there's no way home cooks could compete against me. You know, it's a totally different league. And then, of course, they're like, sorry, and send them packing. But um, but again, I'll check I, it out. I have I have them all. Yeah, recorded. Yeah, we've only seen the pilot. We haven't seen the re- anything else that's come after There's that. Yeah, two others. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to go into miscellaneous? Sure. You ready? That's why I said that. <laughs> uh, Fox series Ben and Kate has been canceled. I'm very upset about that. I love that show. It's canceled. Uh, you're kind of the kiss of death for TV. I'm. I, I guess so. Uh, Britney Spears and Ellie Reid are both officially out for the next season of The X Factor. Some names in pop music are already being thrown around as replacements, with Neo leading the list. What's that? <laughs> he is a pop singer. Oh, he is? That's yes. a person. That is a person. Not the g- character from The Matrix. No, that is spelled N-E-O. This is N-E-Y-O. Aha. Is that his given name? Sure. <laughs> um. Ellie Kemper, who plays Aaron on The Office, will star in a new sitcom next season. I enjoy her. Yeah. John Leguizamo will also have a new sitcom next year. Really? Yeah. I enjoy him as well. Yeah. That's why I put these two. If I didn't enjoy them, I wouldn't have put it. Not on the list? Nope. So this is this is not so much news it's as biased. it is editorial. Oh, yeah, it's biased. Okay. Um, NBC is developing a series set in the world of Alice in Wonderland. That could be very interesting. Could I think. be. Yeah. Could be interesting. Or could it be. might turn out to be like or, that. That the pie monsters. show that was on. Or like the monster. That uh, You know what? I enjoyed the pie show. I enjoyed the first like couple episodes yeah, of the pie it, show, it and then it got very, after a while, yeah. very tired. Yeah. Um, or it could be like the monsters. The Mockingbird Lane thing, you mean? Yeah, which is already gone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Didn't last. Oh, huh? no. Okay. It's gone. Uh, speaking of redundant, Top Chef has been renewed <laughs> for an 11th season. So you don't like that show either? I'm, it's boring. Yeah. Did you keep watching? Um, Mostly. Yeah. So no, <laughs> I can't. I don't remember honestly. The last week is a blur. All right. Um, How I Met Your Mother has been renewed for a ninth and final season. The only okay. reason I put this because finally we'll know who the mother is. Oh, do you not know who the mother no. is on the whole series? You think you know after the first season, and then you realize that the woman that you think is the mother is not the mother. So then all the seasons you're trying to figure out who the mother is. So wait, the whole show is based on someone telling, like everything that happens, is flashbacks. It's a father telling his kids about how he met their mother. Okay. So it's But all... you never see the mom? Well, you don't know who the mom is. But so you never it see It could her. be any of the women you see. So he won't, oh. you won't reveal till the end who the mother is. Oh, I see. I see. Right. So none of it takes place in the current day. It's no, it all takes place flashbacks. current day. Oh. But he could be telling the story in the future. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's him with interacting with a bunch of different women, but you don't know which one he actually ends up with. Right. I gotcha. That's an interesting concept, actually. Nine Uh, years of that. How do you keep that going for nine years? (laughs) Wow. Now, who's on that show again? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Doogie Howser. The Doogie. The Doog. Also, Jason Segel's on it. Allison Hannigan's on it. Oh, really? The Bandcamp girl? Yes. Okay. Willow? Is that from Buffy? I think so. Okay. I never saw that. Me neither. 
Everyone says I should see that. Everyone says I it's a watched, great show. I know. Some, I had watched the first episode, and I was bored. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you have to get past the first episode to... Yeah. Did you ever watch Firefly? Uh, I own it. Never watched it. you got to watch that. It's such a great show. I own it. I'm telling you, Never it's a fantastic it. show. Marina Baccarin from Homeland is on it. That's where she... You know, that was like her first big thing that right. she was in. Fantastic show. It, I don't know why you're so opposed to watching sci-fi on TV. You, you used to love so sci-fi. so much of it is bad. But these are not bad. bad. Firefly and Fringe... Not bad sci-fi at all. I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, Courtney Cox will appear with Matthew Perry on a future episode of Go On. So or as my a, friends call it, Goon. Goon, right. Yeah. Kind of a mini Friends reunion. It is will. like a mini Friends yeah. reunion. And well, finally, will she be appearing with her new mouth or her old mouth? Oh, my God. Can you believe what she looks like now? Weird. Ridiculous. Just weird. Uh, finally, Chris. Ladies of Hollywood, let me give you some advice. Don't just, touch your face. Just grow old naturally, Okay. We don't expect you to look like you did when you were 20 for your whole life. We all get older. We don't want to see you looking like a weird clown. Well, that's easy for us to say, but I'm sure the people who cast them are like, oh, we're, I'm sure they hear a lot of, well, we're looking for someone younger. I'm sure that's a lot of reason why it happens. I don't think it's because of us that they're doing it. I think no. it's to stay It's relevant. weird. It's just weird. I oh, I agree. I agree. It's weird. Finally, Christoph Waltz will host the February 16th episode of SNL. And I put this because I will talk about him later in the okay. movie section. All right. was very impressed. Okay. Now, did you see, uh, did you see I did. the... What? I did. No, I was going to say the other Tarantino movie that he was in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if you saw that. Um, all right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. What have you seen? Well, let's, well, talk, let's about talk about what we both yeah. seen. Yeah. We both saw Zero Dark Thirty. I think we both feel the same about this movie. Yeah, it was good. It's good, but it wasn't. Did not blow me away. I, no, it didn't blow me away. It was interesting to see. You know, assuming that it's relatively close to what actually happened in the search for Bin Laden, I thought it was interesting from for that standpoint. Can... And it's amazing to me that you know this one woman at the CIA was on the trail of one lead right for 12 years yeah. before it panned out yeah. and then it panned out and they found him right and they ca- they killed him they got him they got the we guy we don't know for sure that there's no embellishment in that cuz it's no i didn't say that there wasn't i just said assuming that it's close to the truth right it's interesting um there i don't see any reason to make up the time span though because nothing really happened in between no, the but beginning I'm saying, and the end like i'm sure there's embellishment and we'll, we won't know until it's declassified so yeah, in twenty years, but uh, no, I, 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 and you said you know you liked it, but you didn't think it was anywhere near as good as Argo, and I agree. You know, as a movie, I just feel for something, you know, where the payoff is so big at the end, I expected more suspense. Yeah, you know what I thought was weird, and this is such a silly little thing, but it still bugged me. They they go to Area Fifty One to see the helicopters that they're going to be flying, that are prototypes. They, they've never even been, like, man-flight tested, uh-huh. which is really cool uh-huh. that, first of all, they even acknowledged Area 51 in something having to do with the military because, you know, technically, legally, it doesn't actually exist, right? right? So um, 
so that was interesting. And then they were talking about how, you know, the helicopters were basically silent and that's how they were going to get in to get his bunker. They were and then silent. every time they showed him, they were like super, super loud. Right. Like the whole theater <laughs> was shaking because they were so loud. It's like, there's no way. They weren't silent. There's no way the people in this house wouldn't have had at least five minutes warning that helicopters were coming with how loud they were in the movie. Right. It was just strange. Like it just bugged me. And you could see every once in a while, but by the way they did the sound, you could kind of tell what they were getting at by the, with the whole silent thing. But they were nowhere near silent. I mean, they were loud, really loud. And uh, it kind of sucks for the military that, you know, they uh, lost one of them. Right. Yeah. Way to ruin the movie, Lou. Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with anything, actually. One of them, like, kind of didn't really crash, but they had some problems, and they had to just, like, drop it onto the ground. And then, of course, they couldn't let the bad guys get it. So before they left, they blew the thing up. Right. Um, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the story, so it does. I didn't ruin anything. Um, but, but yeah, it was good. It was good, and it remind a lot of it reminded me of Homeland too, just from the standpoint but without the suspense. Yes. Well, there was some suspense. Not, not like Homeland. No, not anything like no. Homeland. No. And I don't, you know, I I don't like I said, like we both said, we enjoyed it. I don't think it's worthy of Best Picture. No, or but even, it was nominated. Or, yeah, or even and then really, and then and then Ben Affleck was not nominated for best director, right? But she wasn't nominated for best director either, Catherine Bigelow. Oh, okay. But um, but I mean that's fine. And uh, but I don't think Jessica Chastain deserves a best actress nomination. No, no, I don't think so either. I mean, she won't win, so it's not a big deal. But Argo was so suspenseful. Yeah, and I know. I mean, I know that oh, story was oh, far yes. from true, but man, that was some that was some good filmmaking yeah. right there. That last scene at the airport. One of the most one intense of the most scenes is, ever. Ever, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about that. I just want to mention that I saw that again, and you know we've already talked about it, so I won't talk about it again. You went to see it again in the theater? No. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Oh. It comes out on Blu-ray and DVD on the fourteenth. No, no, really, not the fourteenth. Twelfth, maybe. No. Nineteenth. Nineteenth. Okay. Comes out on the nineteenth. But Best Buy does this thing now. I mean, because you can you can get it on certain things right now, video on demand. But you have to buy it through that service. So whether it be Amazon Instant Video or Cinema Now, which is the one that Best Buy owns, if you go in and pre-order it at Best Buy, you got to pay I think half of what it costs. So so I paid fifteen bucks. I pre-ordered the Blu-ray, but then I got to see it that day, which was Tuesday on Cinema Now, and you own it on Cinema Now, so I could go back and watch it whenever. Cinema now on any device, so which is pretty cool. Now, so I watched it two weeks before I'm actually going to own the disc, or before. The so disc Cinema now built into devices. Oh yeah, it's in everything. Really? PS3, Xbox, Samsung TV. That's, oh really? But I have to say, here's my issue. When I first, uh, you know, I put in the code. You have to go online to the Cinema now site to put in the code to unlock it and put it into your library. Right. And it's also linked to Ultraviolet, which I hate. Okay. I've had issues with them. But anyway, I unlocked it. It worked. It worked on my iPad. I couldn't even watch it on my iPad. Okay. But then I go and I installed um, Cinema Now on my Samsung TV. Yeah. The same one that you and I both have. Right. And um, and it didn't show up in my library. Like, I logged into my account, but it didn't show up in my library. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I uninstall it, install it again to see maybe you know it would show up. Never showed up in my library. So then I installed it on my PS3. Right. Put that you know that's connected to that TV but on the PS3 on the cinema now it was in my library so i don't know why the the app on the samsung isn't able to that is recognize weird. my library whereas 
my iPad or my PS3 did. Maybe it had to sync and it hadn't done it yet or something. Maybe. Did you ever get that other issue with the TV Resolve? Because I have not had that problem. It hasn't been an issue since. What the lady told me on the phone was that... Well, we'll tell people what the problem was that you had. Well, the new smart TVs uh, have where you can download a bunch of apps like Netflix and Hulu and all that. Well, I was having where it was deleting the apps, but then reinstalling them. I mean, I guess they were updating them. But then I'd have to go in and put all my you know, login information again, which is just a pain because you're using the remote to sure. go through the letters. Sure, and it's a pain. And uh, so I didn't know why it didn't store my login information. It's fine if it needs to uninstall and reinstall in order to update, but I don't want to have to put my stuff in every time. Yeah. Uh, but this lady had told me there were two major updates that they had to, uh, they had to do it that way but that, that happens very infrequently. But here's what's weird about that is because we got our TVs around the same time. I never had to do that. I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know what to say. Hmm. I don't know either. Um. Anyway. So what else did you see? Silver Linings Playbook. Isn't that a chick what? flick? Uh, no? No. Well, no. no. Is that the one with... Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Wait, which Jennifer Lawrence are we talking about? The, the talented one. The actress, okay. Good. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. Um, I loved it. In fact, I would put it in my top three movies of last year. Really? Fantastic, yeah. I heard it was good. But... It is fantastic. And it's not a chick flick? No, I mean, I guess there's a romantic comedy element to it. So Is it mopey? You're not going to like it. I don't like mopey movies. You're not going to like it. I don't like no mopey people. No one dies. Well, I don't care about that. I just don't want it to be mopey. I want There's people to be moping mope. around for two hours. I know, you want little complaining happy, happy about smiley. stuff. No, but oh, just some... what? I don't want to see people being well, mopey like for two life, hours. So I understand. You just want nothing see to do with that. I just don't want to see people like... being mopey. There's some mopey. <sighs> Is she mopey? Well, they're both kind of like nuts. So. Oh, they're both crazy. Is it bit anything crazy. like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Um, in terms of their kind of mopiness. I guess in the way that they have like a quirky relationship. Because yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, well, I loved this movie, and I certainly think they both. I will say, I'm going to make a big statement here. I, I think she deserves the Oscar, and I think she'll win the Oscar. She's for won that movie. Every other award. Oh yeah, she's won every other award. She wow. Won, uh, um, SAG people's award. Choice SAG Awards. The not people's. I don't know people's choice. Golden but, Globes. Uh, Golden Globe and the SAG Award. She won for that. Yeah. Um, Choco Crisp. And I think she will win. The Oscar, but I really think Bradley Cooper, who's never really impressed me with his acting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the material he's been doing. Right. He is amazing in this movie, and I really think he deserves the Oscar over Daniel Day Lewis, who we already know can act. Right, he's got a couple Oscars. Give someone else a chance. Give someone else a chance. It's not what it's about, Tony. It's about the quality I, of the work. I know, I know. Just saying. but I really think the quality of his work in this is fantastic. Robert De Niro, finally amazing in a movie for first time in a long time. Yeah, it's a great like movie. really like really good. Or yeah. just like not Fockers. No, no, no. I mean, it's better than just not Fockers. No, yeah. he's great in it. Oh, okay. I loved it. There's, there's nothing I didn't like about it. Cool. It well, was that's great. good. Maybe we'll see it at some point. Um, Django Unchained. I saw and I also really liked. Yeah. Again, there's that one scene with the just gratuitous violence and gore that I, I understand. He feels he has to put it in every movie, but why though? Yeah. Why don't you just do something different? I mean, because that's his thing. I mean, why a, don't you do something different? It's a bit. Didn't even make any sense. I mean, it's a bad thing, though. It's just like it's well, no. So, I mean, that's just that's you know, it's such a ridiculous trademark, though. No, but it is a trademark. So, but it, it I mean, doesn't it's mean it's ridiculous. not ridiculous. But a lot of people love it. Like when I was when I made this complaint to a lot of my friends 
who are also big movie fans. They're, they're like, like, oh, oh that's, that's the what best I love part. about it. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, he's not your thing, so this movie's not your thing. Right. But, um, but it's, again, I mean, the quality of his films, other than Grindhouse, isn't that the one he made that? The three-part movie. Oh, that... it was terrible. But, um, again, just great acting. Christoph Waltz, again, amazing in this movie. As yeah. good as he was in Glorious Bastards. Um, see a little too much of Jamie Foxx's junk, I'll say that. I don't even see any of Jamie Foxx's yeah, junk. And you see a little too much of his junk the... while he's hanging upside down. The... Yeah. little brutal. I have to say the the like the the torture scenes, like when they're like beating on the slaves or killing the slaves, like yeah, brutal. like I thought. Well, all all his movies are exploitation movies. Inglorious, ba- yeah, but that's his thing. I know, but I'm Inglourious saying Inglorious Bastards be had a lot of that. that as well. But you know, they were killing Nazis, so you didn't feel so bad, right? <laughs> right. Wow. Um. Anyway, all great movies. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen a bad movie, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So there you go. Um. All right. So let me talk about what we've seen. We saw. Where do I want to start? We saw Taken Two on demand. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah. It was like there was that's no an unlucky s- guy. If there was something. there was no story. Well, it wasn't random. It was the family of the people who oh. he killed in the first one oh. who came to exact the revenge. So it's taken um, to the revenge. Right. Exactly. Boogaloo. But it, there there was really no story. I mean, that that was the story. That's it. Nothing nothing well, else what happened. What do you need? Well, more than that, because I was bored. Um then we saw Looper. We also saw that I hear that's great. Um I really liked it. There was a lot of stuff in the movie that I thought was cool. There was one But uh, not Joseph Gordon Levitt's eyebrows. Or his fake nose. But <laughs> I, I will say this there was a decision that was made in the editing of the film that I thought was nearly disastrous because the order in which they do the scenes, but one particular scene that if you take the movie in a linear form, then the entire movie makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, It's like they showed, they showed this scene when they shouldn't have shown it because if that scene happened when they showed it, the rest of the movie would not have been possible. Ah, so it's like, I will look for that. When yeah, I, I, I wasn't really sure why they did that, but um, but I like where they went with the movie, and I like you know how they resolved everything in it. I thought it was kind of a cool story. Uh, then we also saw Jack Reacher, which was the Tom Cruise movie, which I thought was just going to be like sort of a mindless action shoot 'em up, and actually it wasn't. It was pretty cool. It no. was um, you know, it was kind of in between an action movie and something like Pelican Brief. It had that kind of vibe to it, um, and I know somebody. I don't know if that's a great example to use as like a good movie. What are you talking about? That was a great movie. Pelican Brief. That's a great movie. Oh. What are you talking about? That was a fantastic movie. What are you talking that's about? A terrible movie. What are you talking it's about? That's terrible. a great movie. All right. Who says that's a terrible movie? Let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's see. see. Who says. Let's see who says. With Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. Yes, it's a great movie. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? What didn't you like about that movie? It's so first of all, her in that in that role is so unbelievable that it's not even watchable. Her as a college student is unbelievable. What about her role? She's a college student. I haven't seen it in years. I just remember I hated it. Six point oh four out of ten. Not as bad as it's a fifty meta score. So half. Yeah. It's not terrible. No, but it's not good. It's failing. I completely disagree. It's failing. Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. 
Anyway, anyway. Um, so but but I liked it. It was good. And then um, we saw this past weekend, I guess. I can't believe you went to. We saw place. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Tons of fun. It was really fun. I mean, it was. It had really really cool design. Like the set design and everything was really neat. Like the way that they did the different kinds of witches and all that kind of stuff was really cool. Um, and it was one of those movies that was kind of goofy in that, like, the, you know, it takes place obviously a long time ago, but everybody talked like they talk now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? How there have been a couple movies where people have done that sort of thing. So I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it because it was kind of silly, but um, but it was it was fun and it was it was visually really interesting. I thought. Um, I don't think it's up for any Oscars. No, I would imagine not. <laughs> But uh, but we both liked it. I thought it was fun. Are you looking up that score? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, its meta score is twenty one. That's bad. What does that mean? That twenty one percent of combined? people reviewed it. Yeah, liked it. Yeah. Uh, but on IMDb, it got six point five out of ten. Yeah. I mean, I could, but not not as bad as I thought it would be. Right. No, it was fun. It was not a movie to be taken seriously, but it was just fun, you know? And the story was actually kind of cool. I mean, you know. Sounds so great, right? There was some fun. There was some goofy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was, but they're witch hunters. So (laughs) at some point, like, you see them as kids going to the house made out of candy, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But instead of the witch stuffing them in the oven, they, like, turn it on her and stuff her in the oven and burn her alive, right? So now as adults, they're witch hunters. That's what they do. Right. And um, and one of the reasons they were able to do that with the witch is she, you know, tried to hit him with her wand, and it didn't do anything to him. And she was, like, kind of thrown off by that, so then they had a moment to throw in the oven. So they're they're kind of notorious now for being witch hunters, and some people think they're heroes, and some people think they're charlatans or whatever. So after you see them as adults, then there's this one scene where you see it, and all of a sudden uh, Hansel starts getting like kind of like he looks like he's sick, and he stops for a minute, he pulls this little pouch out, and he takes this big needle and he shoots it, you know, in his arm or whatever, and then he's like okay again after that, and he keeps going on. So later in the movie, he tell he's telling some other character that he has to do that every couple of hours. Because, uh, you know, because he's been sick ever since he was a kid, you know, this incident with the witch. And, you know, the joke is that he's diabetic because he ate the house made out of candy. And so and so and the woman he's telling the story to is like, oh, yeah, you have the sugar disease and stuff like that. And it kind of comes into play in the, you know, in the story. But there were some funny things like that, too. But um, but no, we enjoyed it. Uh, That's it. I'm done. Ready for some miscellaneous. Yes. All right. At this point, J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars is no longer news, but it has now been revealed that a number of Star Wars spinoff films are also in the works. Disney's plan is to have a Star Wars-related film open every year, starting with Episode Seven in 2015-ish. They're saying now it might be a little later, right? Because I think when when the news broke that Abrams was directing, he didn't he make a joke about how he's agreed to do the movie but not to release it in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but first... the, but but you know the the fact of the matter is is that when was it announced that that Disney bought Lucasfilm? It was in December, right? No, it was before that. It was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wasn't it right before we did the podcast with Todd? No, no, no. Hmm. 
Oh no, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But uh but it was it was probably within the last three months, right? Wasn't it? Are you looking it up? You're awfully quiet over there. Oct- What's the end of Oct- October 30th? They reported on it. Okay, because supposedly preparations have been going on at Pinewood Studios outside of London for like six months already. Wow. For the for episode seven. So anyway, um, so the two, first two spinoffs will focus on a young Han Solo, which I guess will take place before episode four. Okay. And Boba Fett, which will take place somewhere, I would guess, around episode four, four and five. five. That makes sense, I guess. Here's my issue. I mean, I like the idea of it, but my issue is then you're really playing a lot with the original. I mean, when you when you get that. Well, and, depth- and th- this is part of what what uh, Oliver said is that anything that's not in one of the trilogies is basically fan fiction because right. how are you gonna? How- but if you if you spend that much money to make a big movie about it, then you're kind of putting it in the universe with that. Right. And like what if it sucks? Then you're then you're messing with that universe. Right. And that character and the reason they pick right. these characters is because everyone loves him so much. Right. Which I still don't understand the fascination with Boba Fett. He was in Empire Strikes <laughs> Back for two seconds. He's in Return of the Jedi for two seconds, but he's like one of the most popular characters in the entire Star Wars universe. It's the funniest thing. I mean, if you're gonna do a spin off, take someone smaller. Yeah. I mean do do a whole like Greedo Jabba thing. That wouldn't affect me as if you know, if he did something terrible with that and it didn't work, like well, I'm sure Greedo will be worked into this. Yeah. Because it takes place. But I'm just with- saying Han Solo is such a big part of it. And as you said, so, you know. And so then you have to loved. deal. Right. And then you also have to deal with the fact that obviously it's not going to be Harrison Ford Planium since it takes place before episode four. Right. So now it's like, God, are we going to like whoever they cast as Han Solo in this Han Solo prequel? Right. I mean, you really have to be so careful about who you do that with. I mean, it's Han Solo, you know. Um. So I'm going to go through this, and you're, I mean, you're probably going to make a grimace, but I posted this on Facebook. Yeah. Just post it. It's too long. Oh, post it on the yeah. page. Okay. I'm going to post when we post the podcast, so just go look on pause.com. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about a couple of them. Yeah. It's just like it's my kind of hopes for how they deal with making the movies, and I'll just go through it really quickly, and then you can read it online later. Um, first is I don't want them to make – I'm hoping that they don't make it a current movie you know it's like though that world has its own feel and i'm really hoping that they make them that world still feel that way despite the fact that our world has changed so much they don't need to address things that you would address in a movie now like you know if you think about it there was no like let's say wireless technology back then right they don't have to put that stuff in right. and, and explain away things that way just because it's done that way here right which you would do in a movie if you were setting it in our world now so that's one thing there better be at least one awesome space battle. There was nothing in the new trilogy, pretty much. And there needs to be... I mean, it's called Star Wars, so you need space battles. John Williams has to do the music, and he they really should let him do it scored to picture, which means he doesn't start writing the music until after it's... The movie's pretty much edited, for the most part. Um, I really hope that they go back to the way the original trilogy was and have aliens speaking their own languages, only using subtitles where it's really necessary, and not having anybody use like Southern accents or Jamaican accents or whether it's people. I just want people to have American and British accents and aliens all speak their own language. Um, You know, I hope they can capture the humor of the original trilogy because it was like kind of sarcastic without being like mean and 
you know, it it, it was careful to and it not... wasn't slapsticky and childish, right? Either. And it and it was. I think they were very careful. Ultimately, despite however bad George Lucas's scripts originally were, I think they were careful to walk a fine line between saying things like "What the hell are you doing?" and referencing things that are too earthly human. You know what I mean? Um, and I hope they can do that again. Um, just generally, the visual style that was in Star Wars and Empire in particular, I hope they can recapture that. Um, I think that most of the major roles, other than returning characters, where they're using the original cast, should be pretty much unknowns. Yeah, absolutely. I really don't want to see a bunch. And somebody else, when I posted this on Facebook, one of my friends commented that he'd like to see a lot of J.J. Abrams regulars like you know, Greg Grunberg and um, who else did he mention? That's oh, distracting, Ma- Mike, think, Michael Emerson. And and I agree. I think it's too distracting. I yeah. think Lost and Heroes were seen by too many people right. to not associate those actors with those characters. Right. And I don't want to be thinking about that. Right. I agree. Um, but I would love to see, you know, Han and Leia and Luke playing themselves at their appropriate ages, you know, because it supposedly takes place 20 or 30 years later. So it's perfect because that's how long it's been. Um, and then I think one of the biggest problems with the new trilogy was they introduced so many characters, none of whom mattered. And if you think about it, between Empire and Jedi, only three new major characters were introduced. Yoda, the Emperor, and Lando. That's it. Everyone else was just kind of there for flavor or Mm -hmm. to be an obstacle. And I hope that they are very, you know, sparing with the major characters. That's a good point. Um, and of course, you know, show us lots of cool stuff that we haven't seen before. You know, that's a given. And I really hope that they use some models and puppets where appropriate versus CG. Right. Because I still think they have a real weight and presence in a scene Absolutely. that you don't get from CG, right. no matter how good it is. And, I mean, I've seen CG that, that you couldn't tell from something real, but it, but they need to make sure it works or use something else to tell that part of the story. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want it to be their own movie, but I I, I just I think all of us – who were happy at the news that Disney and Abrams were going to be involved with this are hoping that what they're going to produce is something that makes us feel the same way we did when we saw the original trilogy, you know, just something that's like magical and heroic and isn't trying too hard to be anything. Just like tell us a great story in a way that makes sense. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, uh, you ready to move forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got more. Uh, casting has begun for the Godzilla reboot. Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Olsen have signed on to appear. Who's Brian Cranston again? I know, I know Breaking him. Breaking Bad. Oh, the main guy? Yeah. Okay. And Elizabeth and Olsen? He was an Argo. Right. Uh, she's been in a lot of, like, indie stuff. She's one of the, she's not one of the, she's a sister to the Olsen twins. Oh, okay. Not, not one, one of the, of the twins. twins. Right. No. Um, Jamie... Now, who's, who's directing that? Do we know? Some horror guy. Yeah. Like Wes Craven? No. No. No, I think he's, I want to say he's foreign. Matsushiro Horimoto? Yes. Is it him? No. No. Gareth, oh, I'm sorry, Gareth Edwards. Do we know who that is? Uh, We don't. There's nothing on him. All right. Really? Nothing? He's got no IMDb at all? Nothing. How is that possible? But it's written by Frank Darabont. Oh, okay. AKA Walking Dead. Yes. So there you go. Uh, okay, what else? Uh, where are we? Number three. Jamie Foxx will appear as with the his super junk? villain Electro oh. in the Amazing Spider Man sequel. So hopefully not with his junk. Paul, <laughs> well, uh, just his junk covered, I hope. <laughs> 
Um, Paul Giamatti is rumored to also appear as the fellow villain Rhino. I don't want him to cover his junk. He should just leave it at home. If he's shown his junk in movies, just leave the junk at it's home. It's not so much they on. showed his junk, but it, he's hanging down, hanging, hanging upside so down. So it's like in a weird junk so position. It's, yeah, it's not really how you want to see any junk. I mean, you don't want to see any junk. No, not really. Especially not at that angle. Right. Right. It d- it didn't work the same way that the upside down kiss in the first Spider Man worked. Is that what you're no, saying? Right. <laughs> um. Oh, I want to mention. Uh, you were talking about the use of movies. You know, Tarantino has a thing where he will make movies in specific time periods, but use music from any time period. Right. So he'll use like in this movie there were there were a couple new songs, modern songs. Right. But uh, I have to say, even by doing that, like on paper, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But when he does it, it always works yeah like there's one part where they're riding like out into a town and they play uh jim croce's i've got a name and i love it just that song. worked it's one of it my favorite so songs perfectly. of all time it works so perfectly in the film even though obviously yeah. that that song wasn't around in the late 1800s if you haven't seen that movie if you've never heard that song listen to it it's a great song i love that song um so i just want to give him a nod for his use of music yeah uh what'd you say about Nicki minaj no oh did not Jack Reacher director Christopher McQuarrie will direct Mission Impossible 5. There you go. Working with the same guy. Just go right from one yeah, right into the other. I really hoped Red Bird would have done this one. I know he's working on that sci-fi thing, but that's what made Mission Impossible 4 great. Did he direct it? Yeah. You don't remember that? Wait. Did J.J. Abrams do the last one? J.J. Abrams did three. Oh, okay. Okay. Brad Bird did the last one. Okay. The good, the great one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So, eh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis has already announced that a sixth Die Hard film will happen. I can't believe there's a new Die Hard even... movie opening, like, this weekend, right? Tomorrow? Is it that soon? Isn't it opening tomorrow? Either tomorrow or next weekend. But it's like, I, I heard, I've heard almost nothing about it. It must be terrible. Are you kidding? You haven't seen it? It's the 14th it opens. No, but what I'm saying is it opens the 14th, really? Yeah. Oh, that's very romantic. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, they just started advertising it recently. Um, I don't think I've seen a single preview at the movies in the last two or three months. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe we just missed it. Uh, where are we? Kristen Wiig will appear in Anchorman 2 as the wife of Brick, Steve Carell's character. Of course. That should be funny. <coughs> Colin me. Farrell and Anthony Hopkins will appear in Solace, a serial killer thriller. Oh, that's hard to say. Serial killer thriller. Which was originally written as a sequel to Seven. Wow, that, that was a great movie. Was yes, it was a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. And finally, Revenge disturbing, star, but good. Yes, yeah. Revenge star Emily Van Camp will appear in the next Captain America film. Who's she going to play? The captain? Uh, no, she will be the love interest, I believe. Tanil. Right. <laughs> I didn't get that at first, yes. <laughs> they said, that, how great would that be if it was Captain America 2, <laughs> the Captain and Tennille? <laughs> no, I was going the other direction. Love, love will keep us together. Remember when Vitamin C sang that in, in some stupid teen romance a few no years back? Vitamin C? Yeah. You know that singer, Vitamin C? No. She sang... Uh, she sang what what'd you say? Was that what it's called? Graduate? No, no, that was the name of one of her songs. But what was that movie that I told you that she sang that song in? It was I don't know, it was some terrible movie. I can't remember. Some nineties teen romance. But anyway. 
You've lost uh, me. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never heard of vitamin C? No. That's so Is weird. That someone I should know? Well, I thought you were still listening to current music when she was popular. I don't know. She was popular? Yeah, for a while in the 90s. Were you not listening to popular music then? Probably not her type of popular music. Yeah. I mean, I scary. I only knew her actually from that singing that song in that movie, but... Um, yeah, no, that's not really my... It's not your thing? No. Okay. Uh, is that it for movies? That is it for movies. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. <laughs> it is. It's totally different. All right. All right, we're back and arguing about the... Uh, legalities. The of legalities of pirating... Mixtapes. Yeah, Mixtapes, exactly. Um, and I won the argument, so that's good. <laughs> In his head, he won the argument. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. The moosh, 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 moosh. I can't tell if it's snowing. Moosh. I don't think it is. We've had terrible weather here lately. It's pretty dreadful. Uh, the post office will not deliver regular mail on Saturdays after July 31st of this year. Packages will still be delivered, though. Isn't that crazy? Yep. After all this time. Do we really need mail five days a week even? Isn't Monday, Wednesday, and Friday okay? Sure. Whatever. Whatever you folks want to do. I don't get anything in the mail anymore. You know? We were talking about that at lunch. Yeah. You still get your credit card bills mailed to you. Yeah, some of them. Not all of them. Some of them. Why, why I'm gonna do you, st- I'm, I don't know. I'm going to stop that? that because I'm sick of having to deal with all the paper. You know, it's a lot of paper. It is a lot of paper, and and then they tell you to keep it. Why why do I need to keep it? I'm just gonna shred everything and throw it away. I don't need to have that stuff. You can find all. You can they. You can get them online yeah. anyway, right? Yeah, I don't need to keep all that stuff. I got like this giant file cabinet. It's like a quarter of a mile long. It's huge. It's not that long. It's pretty big. <laughs> uh, Amazon will be introducing its own currency called Amazon Coins. Each coin is worth a penny, but Amazon is expected to offer some seriously aggressive discounts on the coins when they launch in May in order to encourage people to buy and use them. Coins can be used to buy things on the Kindle Fire as well as make in-app purchases on said Kindle Fire. Why do they need the coins? <laughs> well, it's, uh, how is that different than Microsoft points? But why can't they just use money? Like, Because if you do that in an app, then you have to break out your credit card and all that. Whereas if you buy a bunch of coins... You can use that for in-app pur- purchases and other things that are but like more when impulse-based. But when you buy anything on Amazon, they can just store your credit card information, and you can just buy it that way. It doesn't matter. People are more likely to buy stuff with fake money because it doesn't feel like they're really spending money. Fair enough. So, And they're in it to make money. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> French I archite- appreciate your candor. Sure. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, but... Uh, French architect and designer Christian... Hot Geyser has created a product called Bubble Desk, a clear dome that sits over a person's desk. It keeps people from socializing, lets everybody see everybody else without cubicle walls, <laughs> and supposedly will help quell the spread of germs between colleagues. It also looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you got to look it up. I mean, it's a person sitting under a bubble. And in the picture that I saw online, it was on this desk that probably cost a million dollars because it's like this giant desk made out of wood that like winds around in a forest inside somebody's office. It's like the craziest thing ever. But um, I can't see unless you had a desk shaped like that, how the thing would even work otherwise. How could they have an article about this with no picture? That does seem a little silly. (laughs) It's all in the visuals. 
But uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, has oh my God, it's so ridiculous. You see the guy sitting under the bubble? No, that's not the picture I have. Oh, okay. This is do you see the trees and all that? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's somebody's office. There's there's no one in the picture. Oh, oh, in that picture. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Who wants to sit under that thing? It's probably a million (laughs) degrees in there. Hasbro had people vote on which Monopoly token to retire and what to replace it with. People voted to retire the iron, and they replaced it with a cat. Of course, they did it online. What else would they have replaced it with? And let me tell you, the fact that they replaced the iron, the iron was the one I always picked because it had a little handle. So? It was the easiest to move. It had a handle. Oh, well, the thimble's easy. It's a thimble. Just pick it up. Yeah, but the thin... Uh, no, the iron was easier. That handle was tiny. What do you got, a little... Can you just put it between Needle fingers, fingers or like... something? Oh, you do have needle fingers. Ow. <laughs> that looked painful. A uh, new product called Exactly is a single egg toaster. Put an egg in, select your level of firmness, then tap the top to start. Using just 1% of the energy normally used to boil water to make a boiled egg, Exactly also eliminates yolk browning from overheating. It should be available later this year for about 35 bucks. And it looks kind of like it's like kind of like a little egg-shaped thing. It sits on the table. You open the top, put the egg in, close it. Dunk. Do enough people eat boiled eggs where they're going to buy that for 35 bucks? I don't know where you're getting your uh your stories here. Hey, it was a slow news month. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Late night infomercials? <laughs> yeah. No, this was on Gizmodo. Uh, researchers at Japan's National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology that was hard to say. <sighs> have created a new kind of glue that will stick and unstick when blasted with UV light. So they put the two things together, and the glue is kind of like liquidy, and then they zap it with UV light, and it goes and like just sticks together. And then when they want to unstick it, they just zap it again, and it just turns back to liquid. That's really cool. And they pull it apart. I like that. The, co- the people who invented it wanted to use it to hold things in place during manufacturing processes and then be able to take them off without leaving any residue because I guess in its liquid state, it just wipes right off. Um, cool. But other people were saying it'd be great to put on envelopes. So you could just have a, like a little envelope sealer that you just go, boonk, and it glues shut without you having to lick it. And then you just go, boonk. To open it. Exactly. Boonk. All the UV lights these days, they all make that sound. Boonk. Uh, Canonical, the company behind Linux variant Ubuntu, is coming out with a mobile OS that supposedly will be available on phones in October. My question is, why? Why do we need another mobile platform? Are you going to buy an Ubuntu phone? Kelsey, are you going to buy an Ubuntu phone? You see, exactly. <laughs> she said a who. She doesn't even know what that means. No, who's going to buy that? I don't know. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. Microsoft and Symantec busted a major cybercrime ring that had captured anywhere between 300,000 and 600,000 computers and were using them to profit from forged ad clicks. That is not cool. Not cool. As somebody who's placed ads in the past, not cool. Not cool. At all. Finally, a guy named Paul agreed to sign a contract paying his daughter, Rachel, $200 to stay off of Facebook for five months. She won't be able to do it. And it was the girl's idea. She won't no, be able to do she, it. No, as part of the contract, she had to turn over her password to her dad so that he could go in and change the password and deactivate the account. So she wouldn't have access to it anyway. She could start a new one. She could, but I'm sure he's monitoring that. But the weird thing is it was her idea because she said she was too distracted by Facebook and wanted to know if he'd shell out a few you know, shekels for her to stay off there. And Paul said, yeah, that's cool. I got some shekels. I got some shekels. I got some shekels. <laughs> got some shekels for you. Uh, right here. 
I don't know what that was. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's what makes it fun. Uh, that brings us to the time in the program where, as always, we reveal times. our votes for the best times. and worst entertainment moments of the past, in this case, five weeks. Tony, <laughs> please give us your worst. This is so easy. Ben Affleck not being nominated for Best Director Oscar. Ridiculous. And you know what's ridiculous about it is he's won every other – he won Director's Guild Award for for directing. He won uh, Golden Globe <laughs> and all these, like, Critics' Choice Awards. Like, he's been winning them all. But That's the sound of not him even winning. nominated. Not even nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, couldn't help it. You it is agree. really it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Is it just because people don't like him? I don't know the reason. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. It's nominated for best picture. How do you think the best picture got there? It didn't direct itself. But I tell you, him not being nominated for sure clinches the fact that it'll win best picture. Probably yeah. yes, because they'll feel so bad that. What have we done? What have we done? We yeah. must award him in some I, way. I don't get he'll it. Still, he'll still get an Oscar when it wins Best Picture. I also don't get why I didn't get to vote. I'm a member of SAG. Maybe you're not a member of the Academy. So? I didn't get to vote in the SAG Awards either. Oh, well. And I'm supposed to get screeners and all that kind of stuff. I didn't get any screeners. What's going on? You're at the saggy part of the SAG. <laughs> Apparently. I'm the part that fell right out of the SAG. Uh, my worst entertainment moment of the week has to do with Hulu Plus, which I do like. Uh-huh. But uh, one of the other shows we wanted to get caught up on was Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so we watched uh, we watched the first three episodes, and then we wanted to watch the fourth episode. And when it was showing us all of the uh, stuff that happened previously on Supernatural, like none of it looked familiar at all. And we're like, what the hell's going on? And so I paused it, and I noticed it was episode 10. It went episode one, episode two, episode three, episode 10. Of what season? The current this season? This current season. So, like, the why. whole middle of the current season is missing, episodes four through nine. I wonder why they would do that. I don't know. And then it starts up you with, know, like, did, t- did 10, 11, 12. Did you check back to see if maybe it came back? Yeah, we checked back the, uh, last night, as you a matter of fact. Let me check fact. right now. What? Let me check right now. To see if they're available, you mean? Yeah. Sure, if you want to. Supernatural. I mean, that's really weird. I don't... Isn't that strange? Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't Plus. explain it. Love the Hulu Plus. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I like their interface much better than the Netflix interface because I like how I don't agree with that. Netflix really? is easier for me to to, to huh? navigate. Yeah, Netflix interface doesn't make any sense, and it's different on every device. Well, it depends on what device you're. This, to like, that. if you're if you're uh, like like we're using it through the the Samsung app, right? So when you're on a show, if you want to go back up a level to like the episodes list, you just go up. If you want to go back up a level from there to a list of seasons, you just go up. If you want to go back up a level from there to the list of shows, you just go up. It makes sense. You're right. It goes from episode three to episode ten. Isn't that weird? I don't know why. I don't get it. It's very bizarro. It's really weird. Yeah. So that was my uh, worst entertainment moment of the week. Pretty bad. For the last five weeks. Bad. Yeah. Okay, what about your best? Oh, by far Homeland. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I liked that it was, you know, I had a time crunch. Right. So you had to do it. It so was Friday, it made Saturday, the experience Sunday. of watching here, here as was, frenetic. Here was my weekend. Yeah. It started Friday morning, and then it went till Sunday night. That's most weekends. <laughs> no, I mean, where you were able to view it. And oh. what's weird, it was no longer a free preview weekend where you could actually watch it on Showtime. Really? It wasn't free. You couldn't watch Showtime free. It was you just on only, demand? It could only watch on demand free. No, I mean, if you turn on Showtime, it still wouldn't come on. Right. 
But any of their on-demand stuff you could access just between Friday morning and Sunday night. I hear you. Which was fine because that's how I was watching it. Yeah. But um, so I was off that Friday. I worked all day that Saturday, so I couldn't watch it Saturday. And then I was off that Sunday. Friday was, and Sunday. Which was also the Golden Globes night. Oh, boy. So, so you had a real time dilemma. crunch. Real dilemma on time your hands. crunch. But I have to say, watching it that way, I really enjoyed it. At first, I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to sit through? Oh, my God, I wanted to watch them all in one day. It's not that many episodes anyway, right? It was 12. Yeah, a dozen or something so like that. It's 12 hours. That's but a I lot of I would have watched another 12 hours. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. If there were more 12 hours in it. Right. And you don't want to talk about it at all in case people haven't seen it? No. They need to find it on their own and be surprised by everything. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing. season, though. So many. I mean, even better than first season. First so, season had its slower points, whereas this, not many slow points. Look at that snow. I know. That's why we got to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just looked at traffic. I know. It's bad. It's cr- what, what are you pointing at? Ca- a goose? Oh, yeah. They're evil, you know. Sent here from hell. Um, okay, so my best, uh, we'll hurry it up so you can get home. My best entertainment uh, thing is probably Far Cry 3 in the last five weeks. Cause that would be my second. You know, it's another one of those games that I didn't really, you know, just like Dishonored, that I didn't really know anything about before I went into it other than you said you liked it, and then I found myself really enjoying playing it, you know. I spent so much time playing it. Yeah, like, there's I a mean, lot to any, do in it. Any spare time I had. I will say, there's another thing that bothers me about the game, though. There there are, are tons of ways to make money, whether by doing missions or find, just finding things. And there aren't enough things to buy in the because you can only carry so much money. Right. There aren't enough things to buy so that you can get everything. You know, at, at some point you just run out of things to buy, and you run out, and there's still tons more money in the world. So I feel like you either shouldn't limit how much money somebody should carry, or there were too many loot boxes. I think, and there was no like achievement for getting them all, which I mean, didn't make any sense. Well, there I mean, there been. were so many. I mean, it would have been impossible to get them, but there were Not so really. many. I, I got them you'd all in one, the first island. You'd be in one area where, like, right, like in one little outpost, let's say, there'd be like 10 of them. Right. There's too many. So the most money you can it's ever have. It's almost like it's not even re- it wasn't even rewarding to find them anymore. And then they just became kind of a hat, like, oh, I got to open all these boxes. Right. Well, what they should have done was put some kind of special special loot in some of the boxes because right. it was all pretty much garbage. Right. It's all just stuff that you just sell. Right. For more money, which you can't carry because you don't have any more room in your wallet. <laughs> so they should have put like special things in there so that you would have an incentive to go and look for stuff. Right. And then the interface for getting rid of stuff, if you have too much stuff and can't carry anymore and can't sell it because your wallet is full, the interface for that should have been better so that it was real easy to do. Uh-huh. You know, because there's at some point because you also can skin animals to make things. And there's a point that you get to where there's nothing else you can make. Right. So at that so point, what are you doing with these animals. Right. Why do you have them? And the I process of selling cool them, them is not easy. It's like you have to keep clicking on a bunch of different things, you know. That wasn't the case on the platform. Yeah. You could oh. just click through all of them and sell them all. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't have to keep confirming stuff? No. Oh, every, no, no everything I wanted to sell, I had to confirm individually. Oh, no, no, no. Not on the console. Yeah. That was not cool, man. In fact, I would go through and just click, 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 click. Because then once you got to the um, – it's really easy, man. <laughs> Thank you. Because then when you finally got to, I'd have all the things that I would save up, and then it would be the animals. Yeah. Once I got to the animal, then it would ask, it, it'll tell me that it suggests that I hold on to it for crafting. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all the junk that you oh, okay. are supposed to sell. That stuff, it just, actually, was, was just one click. It was, it was just quick sell, and you would hit quick sell, and it would just sell all your junk right. at once. But it was the animal skins and the plants that you use for crafting that 
every single one you had to confirm, which was annoying. But in general, great game. And I mean, just like, I, I just can't get over how good it looks. Like yeah. when you're just like looking across the island and there's the sun is like off in the horizon and the way things are lit and everything. It was so well done. Yep. So well done. Um, and some of the characters looked really good. The rest of the characters looked pretty crazy. But uh, some of the characters looked really good. Um, and nice little audio touches here and there and everything. Right. Really fun. But anyway. All right. Tony's itching to get out of here because yeah. it's snowing like a mofo it's out there. bad. So in the last like literally two minutes, the cars are all covered. So you should probably hit the road. I know. Should we keep talking about it? Nope. Okay, well, thanks as always for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.